0: It's really me. Uh, <laughs> welcome, everybody. I hope you stuck around through that just couple of seconds of uh, of, of a delay there. And um, so glad that you're here this morning. I'm so glad to be back this morning. If you hear rumors that um, I was on some uh, some retreat for uh, distilling alcohol, that is not the case. Um, our friends, the Raymakers, Makers, um, c- connect with us every year, and we're the Winnow Whiskies. And when we would go to Bible Camp together and had to come up with names for competitions, our, uh, our, our teenage kids came up with the name um, Whiskey Maker, which is a combination of our two names. And that name was, um, uh, we were told we couldn't use it at Bible Camp. Um, In 2020, uh, it was a lot less certain we'd be able to attend Bible camp together. So we uh, just started doing our own gathering each summer that now we dub, we call it Camp Whiskey Maker. So that's where I was for the last week. And it's not a a, a distillation conference or or anything like that. It just was a, um, a wonderful vacation with people who... Uh, Michelle and I met when we were attending a church in, in Oshkosh, when um, she was expecting and our friend Katie Raymaker Ray, Raymaker was expecting, and we just kept having kids until we had enough uh, to have our own camp. So um, this week is a good week to be a part of New Day. It's Backyard Missions Week. Uh, backyard missions. Um, if you, if you haven't been a part of it or, or, or don't know kind of the history, uh, years ago we asked the question, "What should we be doing for missions?" And we said, "Well, if we're not doing something locally, then uh, we're 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 missing an opportunity because yes, we could send people overseas. We can send people other places. What about our own neighbors? So what about?" across the street so we said for the price of a a plane ticket for one person to go to the other side of the world we could make a huge impact in our own community so people take time off from work uh to uh, to come together for breakfast and even if you can't be a part of the whole thing and just want to connect with people and, and have some fellowship. I've been told that I'm okay to invite you. We'd love to have, right? We'd love to have, I'm, talk, I'm looking at the people in charge of the food. We'd love to have you come 7.30 a.m. to the ministry center and be part of the breakfast starting Wednesday. So it'll be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Breakfast will happen here, 7.30 a.m. I'm even told it's going to be really good. So, be part of that breakfast and then on Wednesday and Friday evenings we'll share an evening meal together. I was going to say dinner but I know like I'm looking at you Jack, sometimes dinner is a midday meal and I'm talking about the evening meal so supper, right? Is that that qualifies supper. 5:30 in the evening Wednesday Friday right here you are invited to come even if you're not a part of anything else Come and hear some of what went on that day, 5.30 on Wednesday and Friday, and then on Sunday next week. Sunday next week is going to be a celebration of all that we saw God do. We're going to share testimonies of what happened during those four days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, on Sunday. So there will not be a live stream because we're going to have, like discussions going on in the in the room here i encourage you if you haven't been in here this would be a great time to come and hear testimonies and then immediately after that time together we're going to have a a lunch a picnic that uh we're going to be grilling out everybody is welcome to come to that so you know around 11 ish because it's just going to immediately follow what happens in this room on that Sunday so I want to make sure that you're aware you're invited to those things even before that on Tuesday I'm inviting you to fast so I just talked about all the food that's going to happen during backyard missions I'm inviting you on Tuesday to fast and pray which is really what the message is about today on tuesday fast and pray in preparation for sending people into the mission field for backyard missions that's happening on tuesday on tuesday evening six o'clock there will be a gathering in here to pray together i really really am encouraging you and i hope that god does a work in your heart during this message uh, to cause you to say, yeah, I, I want to meet with my fellow disciples and with God during that time. Six o'clock, the Ministry Center, Camp Phillips Road. Love to have you here. And then the uh, Sunday after that, August 6, we have our annual meeting immediately after the teaching time, and anyone can be a part of that. It's not going to take long. Members are going to vote on adopting the new budget, reaffirming returning board members. Um, We do have our uh, 2022, 2023 fiscal year annual report available um, in this room. It's on that back table and also available online. So you can read reports from some of the people who have had um, uh, some, some responsibility and some focus areas. That, uh, that, that they want to give you an update on from the last 12 months. Let's pray. God, I thank you for the people who you have drawn together here, uh, both in this room and online, who are willing to take time to seek you. I pray, God, that you would receive this as an act of Worship to you that we're expressing your worth to us by seeking you together today. God be honored as we open your word, guide us into what you're teaching us, and give us the courage and the faith to be obedient. In Jesus' name, amen. I keep talking about food and this building, this building that used to be a restaurant. I made reference to. Michelle and I being in, in, in Oshkosh, some of you have heard this story and, and for some of you it's, um, it, it's maybe some, maybe new, some of the history. Um, we did graduate from high school in Mozanie and then went to college in Oshkosh and we stuck around that area. Got jobs, started having kids. We really became adults there and made some really good friendships and got connected to a church that we loved. We were very involved there and really thought that was going to be our, uh, our, our home, our long-term home. My pastor asked me if I'd ever thought about church planting, starting a new church somewhere. And he had talked about that enough that uh, it was hard to not think about it. So I said, yeah. And he said, well, you should consider going to an assessment center. And I thought, well, I, I could do that. It was both Michelle and I would need to do that. So we'd have to have somebody watch the kids, which already makes it an attractive option um, to have a few days together without the, without the kids. Uh, I didn't think anything would happen for a long time, though. And, and God's timing was sudden. Um, where we did, we, we uh, did all right in, in the assessment. We had a pastor say, You could come intern at, a, at our church and stay half time at your job. And we had to really pray through all of this. I mean, this would be a, a significant change in our lives that would take faith. We had to pray through this step. And it got to the point where it seemed like to do anything except keep moving in that direction would be disobedience to God. And that clarity came through prayer. And then we thought that we would plant a church somewhere in that area. We even had somebody offer to buy us a church building in Amro, which is right down the road from Oshkosh, so we could still be around you know our our people, the, the the place where we had become adults and we were where we were raising our kids alongside our friends, and uh, it, that did not seem like God's clear direction. We had somebody from Mozambique say, um, "We have some people from from this church in Mozambique and from Bethany Church in, in Weston who are praying for a church planter to come to Weston." And I said, "That's great for you. Keep." Keep praying about that, and maybe he'll provide somebody um, I didn't want to come back to where i was where I grew up, where I was a kid, and have people looking over my shoulder and and judging what I was doing. I was a different person than than the person I was when I was growing up, and I just didn't want to 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 deal with um with, with those kinds of things um, Our friends Dan and Carrie who knew me growing up said, no, we really think that you should consider Weston more seriously. Um, why don't you come here and we'll take you out to dinner? Okay, again, parents of little kids, like, wait, you're gonna pay for us to go out to dinner? Well, we might as well. Uh, so, we, so we did, we came uh, and, and we took a look at the middle school. Uh, in the auditorium there, and and started catching a vision. And they sat us down in this very building where we're sitting right now. Uh, There used to be a little private dining room right over there. We sat in there, and they said, we think God wants you to plant a church here. Now, they didn't mean in this building, and yet here we are, and so we prayed about it. And we said to this group of people who were praying for a church planter, yes, we'd like to be considered uh, potential church planters in this area. And then we waited. And we waited. And we waited. Because there was a, another couple who were potential church planters for this area. So we waited. And we prayed. And eventually, and I'm not telling you this is the right thing to do, eventually, God brought to us such clarity about coming back to this area to plant a church that I contacted my friend Carrie, who was part of that group of people who were praying and considering, and said, you can go with that other guy, and that's fine. I'm still going to plant a church in Weston. Or, you can join us in planting a church in Weston. We're going to do it. We had prayed about it so long that God gave us such clarity that to do anything else would clearly be disobedient. That was another major step of faith Now we went through something similar when it came to um, international adoption, although at that time I was unwilling to pray about it because it seemed like a lot of work to me and I it wasn't something that I personally wanted. And yet Michelle felt led by God, not just something she wants, felt led by God and we, are unified by God in marriage we are not two but one so she knew that there has to be unity in this before moving forward and if it's from God there will be and so the question she would ask me is are you praying about this which I I didn't like that question Um, because when we pray, when we actually honestly pray, when we pray like Jesus taught us to pray, when we start by saying our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I know I'm doing it old, but some of you like, that's what you grew up with. That's what you still have. It positions us as the ones who are not in charge. It positions us in a dependent relationship with God and a relationship where he deserves honor. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. God, let you be king. Not my kingdom, not my control, not, not my power. Don't increase who I am Increase who you are. Thy will be done. Not my will. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. When we pray like Jesus taught us to pray, we're inviting God to be the king and to do his will. And sometimes we don't want that. So we resist prayer or we turn prayer into our own wish list where we try to bend God to our will. When prayer is a submission of ourselves. And when we think of that word submission, it's a mission within the broader mission. We're saying Let my little mission be part of your big mission. And having the faith that when we do God's will, then we're living more of a heavenly life. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That even if it isn't what we prefer, it's because what we prefer is too earthly and not heavenly enough. The church in Antioch, that's a good example for us to follow. In Acts chapter 13, verse 1, we get some inspiration from them. We see the Antioch church had multicultural leadership. They fasted and prayed, and then they sent out missionaries. They felt free to not hold on to everybody and instead to say, All right, it's God's will that you go. Acts chapter 13 verse 1, among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Manaan, the childhood companion of King Herod, Antipas, and Saul. So we know from earlier in Acts that Barnabas was originally from a place called Cyprus, not originally from Antioch. Simeon, the word that's used here is Niger, the Latin word for black, which implies that he's probably from North Africa. Lucius is from Cyrene, which is also in North Africa. And we read in Acts chapter 11 that people came from Cyprus and from Cyrene to Antioch in order to share the good news of Jesus. So maybe Lucius is one of these guys who came from Cyrene. Maybe he's one of the people who planted that church. We don't know that for sure. And then we have Manaean. He was from a high social class. The Greek that's translated here, uh, that, that we read the childhood companion of King Herod, Antipas, could more literally be translated was the foster brother of. And Herod Antipas was the son of Herod the Great, who ruled in Galilee, which is where Jesus and most of his disciples came from. Herod the Great was the king during the time that Jesus was gr- growing up and starting his ministry. So, Menian, who's here now in Antioch, was there in Galilee in the palace. Now, how did he come to faith in Jesus? We don't know. When did he do it? We don't know. We don't get those details. But Luke seems to have included these different descriptions, these different details to highlight a few significant differences between the people who are finding unity in Christ in Antioch. God has built a diverse church in Antioch. They gather together to worship and to fast. Now to worship is to take our eyes off of ourselves, to express to God what he's worth. Often we think of that in terms of music, and often it is because we're singing to God about who he is. We're uniting together in honoring him, It can also happen through prayers of worship or silent meditation or dancing with all your might or giving an offering. And we don't know what it looked like for this group at this particular time. What did it mean that they gathered to worship and and to fast? We don't know exactly what it looked like, what that worship looked like. We do know. That they were fasting, which means they were letting go of something for a period of time. Probably food. Stopping eating for a period of time in order to hold on to something else. It's letting go of something in order to hold on to something else. Usually God and his word. In scripture, we read about people fasting in order to seek the will of the Lord more clearly. Preparing for a step of faith, perhaps. Asking God, what is your will? And making yourself available to him. The Holy Spirit did give this this group a clear message. In Acts chapter 13, continuing in verse 3. So after more... Did I miss verse two? I missed verse two. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, some of you are probably going, what? when did they worship and fast? As they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I've called them. So they get that clear message. It's time for Barnabas and Saul to go. Verse 3, so after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. Laying hands on them was symbolic of sending the authority of Christ and the church with them. This is another example of that uh, the, the the starfish analogy of saying to these guys, yes, you're separating from this congregation. You're taking with you, though, the DNA of the church, like a leg being separated from a starfish. The starfish grows a leg, and the leg becomes a new starfish. You are being separated here to multiply. Sometimes in small groups, we talk about, well, a small group gets big enough eventually it needs to divide no 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 the small group needs to multiply the dream of this space is that it is too small and we've known that from the beginning the dream is that we will come to a point where we say all right this needs to multiply we need to have more small multiplying gatherings rather than one big group. So we see that in Antioch. They're saying, go, take the DNA with you, multiply. In a lot of ways, the church in Antioch is a a model for churches to follow. We want to be a church where people have significant differences and still find unity in christ we want to be a church that gathers for worship and for fasting and for prayer and we want to be a church that lays down our own preferences our own desires our own mission our own plan in order to seek the lead of the holy spirit and we want to be a church that goes that reaches out effectively. So as I said, I'm inviting you to gather for fasting and prayer this week, Tuesday. The day after tomorrow, I'm inviting you to fast and pray. And what that's going to look like for me is sundown on Monday, I stop eating until sundown on Tuesday. A 24-hour period of not eating. And I will get hungry. I'm even going to get irritable. I noticed that the last time we fasted and prayed. I was surprised how irritable I got. I don't know if it's something about getting older or what. Um, Those moments, though, of, wait, I just remembered. No, Russ, you called for help to unload drywall that day and I came maybe that's why I was irritable cuz I hadn't eaten all day and I don't I I maybe shouldn't have done that Um, don't fast all of backyard missions week we eat a lot that week Um, so plan your day when you're fasting when you have moments where you feel hungry that's your reminder to pray. When you have moments that you feel irritable, that's your reminder to pray. That's your reminder to be joyful always. That's your reminder of what Paul said, that he can be content with much or with little. He can do all things through Christ who gives him strength. That's not a sports quote. That's a being satisfied in whatever circumstance where he puts you, quote. So that coming back to those promises in Scripture, coming back to the prayers you prayed before and that you know, ah, not my will, but your will be done. Let, let Focus on backyard missions if you can't think of anything else pray for the households that are going to be served that they would have open hearts to receive the love of Jesus that's expressed to them through the service of his disciples pray that the people who are going out on that mission have the courage to be bold in declaring the love of Jesus, the good news of Christ, that they would be ready to ask, how can I pray for you today? I'm putting that invitation out. And I realize I have very little influence on your life. I have very little leverage. Like, well, what if you don't? There's nothing I can do. This is between you and God. Are you willing to dedicate time to seek his will and to pray that his will would be done as we go into this Backyard Missions Week? All I can do is put the invitation out. like my wife has done for me. Are you, are you praying about this? Are you praying? Are you praying? Let's practice that rad pattern, reflection, application, and discussion right now I'm appealing to you to go to God. Take these four minutes right now to reflect, to go to God right now, and to open yourself to him in willingness for him to share what his lead would be on your life right now. What is he teaching you right now? How is he leading you, and what are you willing to do about it? And I encourage you to respond to what he's teaching you with a statement that starts with the two words, I will. And then they have a specific step of action to take. There's some really easy ones right now. Come to a breakfast. I will come to an evening meal. I will come to the celebration that Sunday. I will fast and pray on Tuesday. I will register for Backyard Missions and get plugged into a team that's serving a household this week. Those are just some some simple ones. God might have something else that he puts on your heart. Write it down, because after a few minutes of quiet reflection, we're going to reconnect for discussion. So if you're participating in the live stream, I encourage you, please Share with us what God is teaching you and what you're willing to do about it. Uh, We would really like to hear that. uh, In in this room, we're encouraged by those things. And people in this room are going to share around their tables, and then we'll get highlights uh, from any tables that are willing to share so that together we can be like the church in Antioch, going to God, seeking his will, And then together saying, okay, well, let's do that then. Take this time and reflect. I'm looking forward to seeing people this week serving together, praying together, sharing meals together. This week just feels so much like that first century church to me, uh, that I'm excited to be a part of it, and I hope that you are too, uh, and remember, next Sunday, here, in person, hearing testimonies, sharing a meal together. Uh, No live stream next week. So I hope to see you face to face. Shake a hand, see your eyeballs, worship the Lord together. See you next week.